Hi everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein, I am your host. I am a narcissistic abuse life coach. Today I will be discussing the addiction to sympathy. I'd like to start off with quoting an article, this one labeled Addicted to Sympathy by Brent Baldwin from thinkworldclass.com. Quote, it's a strange phenomenon. We all have an uncanny capacity to gravitate to an extended hand or the compassionate ear of a sympathetic listener. We weave stories into our lives that tell a tale, a tale of adversity, woe, and the hardships we have endured or are enduring. Captivated by a strange gravitational pull, we feel magnetically drawn to the validation offered when being comforted by a sympathetic listener. For one thing, it means we don't have to fix the problem, at least not right now. We can relish in the role of victim, even if it's just for a moment or two longer. Basking in the delusion that we are right and entitled to be the victim holds a particular appeal. It says, at least one other person now believes I'm right and justified. The warmth of vindication envelops our violated ego. We linger just a little longer in the comforting glow with no regard for resolution. Momentary forays into a comforting moment of sympathy is healthy in the right context. It is part of the healing and grieving process. When it becomes a liability is when it becomes ingrained into our lives as a personality trait, moving from one trial and tribulation to the next atrocity, where our starring role of the victim takes center stage. So when a person decides that they don't want to leave victim consciousness, that want to stay a life of being a victim, they're going to want a story, and they're going to want to live in this sort of story of them being a victim, how the world is out to get them, uh, the world is unjust, the world owes them something, and they are really eternal victims of experiences that they've been through. So in order to stay in this place, they're going to need soothing agents uh, or addictions, essentially, to keep their, their pain at bay. So sympathy is one of those drugs that could be used, and it's a very insidious one. I want to talk about how sympathy could be used to keep a person staying at victim consciousness. Without the drug of choice, so in this case sympathy, but any drug of choice, the individual is forced to face themselves, face their shortcomings, their pain, their wounds, and really any negative feelings such as shame, guilt, anger, regret, and resentments. So addictions or uh, defenses are essentially things employed to keep a person soothed without fully having to take responsibility for their life. So sympathy is one of those drugs that it's very insidious because when a person is wounded, when a person has been victimized, they're going to crave connection. They're going to crave company in their misery. Uh, in the beginning, this might be important. Uh, in fact, it is important to be validated, to be accepted for one's pain, not be judged for it, and uh, really be joined in that darkness. But after a while, if a per person doesn't eventually take responsibility for their life, and they sort of stay in this place of being a victim, uh, they can succumb to a life of victim consciousness uh, and then ultimately looking for people to, uh, to soothe their pain, essentially uh, using sympathy like a drug. So when a person decides that they want to stay a victim and that they're going to use this drug, they're going to need people continuously and constantly at a, at a continuous rate uh, to be there, to reflect back how much of a victim they are, to constantly offer sympathy, to play into the story of them being an eternal victim, and essentially to be the drug of choice for the one who wants to be sympathized with. So narcissistic abusers are notorious for playing the victim. And essentially what they've done is they've said, I refuse to take ownership of my life. I am like this. This is the way I am. I can't change. And therefore, uh, I need to get back at the world or I need others to uh, give me and give, give, give ultimately because I was robbed of all the good in life 
And what they're doing is they're using their victim as a soothing agent to make them feel good about themselves, to uh, soothe their wounded and shamed sense of self. Now, the codependent is sort of the flip side of the same coin. They're motivated by uh, sympathizing, by giving, by people-pleasing, by being enough for another to validate their aching sense of self, uh, feelings of worthlessness. So what ends up happening is the narcissist and the codependent are actually feeding each other's addictions. The narcissist uh, getting the sympathy and the codependent to people-pleasing and sympathizing and soothing the wounds of their perpetrator. Now, sympathy is very dangerous because it feels good. Uh, sympathy uh, feels good, especially if you're struggling and you're in your darkness and really misery loves company. And therefore, when you are in pain, when you're wounded and you feel soothed, you feel cared for, loved, and accepted, even in your uh, shortcomings, even if you're even in your struggles, there's going to be a desire to stay there. So it's important for victims of abuse to understand that there's a role for sympathy, but too much of it and succumbing to a lifestyle where it becomes a personality trait to vie for sympathy and to kind of yearn for it and work for it uh, could be toxic and ultimately lead a person down a very destructive road. And like any addiction, uh, until a person really reaches a place uh, where they reach rock bottom and they realize that they need to take ownership of their life, they oftentimes give away their power, uh, they stay stuck in victim consciousness, and they don't really take responsibility for their life. So. It's important to understand that like any addiction, sympathy needs to be identified as being an addiction and steps need to be taken to identify the core wound, the core cause of the addiction, which is usually wounds of childhood, relationships that have gone wrong in the past, and patterns of relating that are dysfunctional as a result. So if you are struggling with this addiction to sympathy, if you find yourself constantly trying to get validated from the outside world, outside of self, please allow me to help you identify the core cause, the wounds of your past relationships of childhood that are keeping this addiction in place. Once you heal the core cause, you'll find that this addiction will be less motivating to strive for. You'll be able to accept yourself for who you are and not need other people to tell you you're good enough and sympathize with other people to get validation as well as feel the need for others to sympathize with you so that you can feel good enough, acceptable, and connected. So if this is a struggle for you, please allow me to assist you. I offer a free 15-minute consultation. Do reach out. Take advantage of that. I can be reached by email yitz yitz at psychologicalhealingcenter.com by phone 252-696-4852. Thank you guys for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.